everybody, welcome back to another episode of That Scale RC Show. We are on 26 already. Um, this is Jeremy, one of your hosts, along with... Adam Dean. And, yeah, we are here. Um, you'll have to excuse me if I start coughing or anything. I am on some antibiotics and stuff trying to get over some bronchitis, so... Um, I'll try and not destroy your eardrums when I cough. I was going to say, wasn't there like an old, what was that? There wasn't there like a meme that was a, something with bronchitis? Yeah. With the lady talking and she's like something like, uh, like something about, oh, Amanda, there was smoke everywhere. Could have gave me bronchitis. Oh, God. <laughs> wasn't it it was like... from, yeah, I thought it was from a movie or something like The Clumps or something like that. I can't remember. Was it? No, I thought it was a news thing. Oh, okay. I don't Funny. know. It was one of those things. So every time like, I hear someone say they have bronchitis, I always I, I immediately go to that. Uh, it just cracks me That's up. like when I hear diabetes, I think of the Wilford Brimley, like, diabetes. You know, like those diabetes. commercials. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's exactly where my mind goes when I hear that word. There's somebody that calls it debitidis. Debitidis. And that's, and that's, that's what I always think of. I know it's bad, but that's what I always think of. Oh, my God. Look, that's, now I'm, I'm going to start saying it that way on purpose just because it's so awesome. Debitidis. And now, look, and now you're going to start having coughing attacks. Debitidis. But anyways. Sorry, um, Trav's looking at me trying to figure out what the hell we're talking about. Diabetes. Adam was telling me there was something to see where the guy's like, Debitidus. But back to the scale show. Are we doing um, a show tonight? Weird. We are, we are doing a show. Oh, we don't even have a plan again. We're doing nothing. No, we, never have, we never have a plan. Fly, fly by the seat of our pants. Um, no, there's been a lot because I know last week you weren't feeling well, so we didn't do the show. So uh, we almost were going to postpone this week. But um, you got to hold me today and said you're feeling better. So yeah, it's like it's that's what we're doing. It's in the top of my lungs now. Like so, the last time we had to cancel because of that time I was sick, it was like kind of like sinus and stuff, you know. So I had like drainage and really bad sore throat and stuff, and so it hurt to talk. And now it's like I I just finished the antibiotics maybe yesterday and like I don't feel sick now like I feel fine but I just have this gnarly lingering cough that isn't going away so aside from that I feel good so as long as I don't nice. laugh too much I shouldn't be having too many coughing fits okay I have to keep my jokes to a minimum keep your, then keep your debitus jokes to yourself <laughs> um but yeah uh I was gonna say I know last weekend. Um, we went down to JJ Customs in San Jose for like a little two chains takeover kind of crawl and drag race bash kind of session, and it was cool. Um, it's always fun hanging out down at JJ's. He's always got great hospitality. Um, he's like all about just making sure you know we kind of like ha- or like whoever he's trying to like I guess host. He's always he, he's really he's really good at it because he's always trying to make sure you have everything you need, everything's going the way you want it to go. He's always making sure everybody's having a good time, and it, it was cool. It was a nice little turnout. Um, it was more just like a hangout session, if anything, because like the drag racing was almost like a anybody who wanted to, to drag race, like if somebody wanted to drag race one person or whatever, it was almost like callouts, you know. And there wasn't really like any classes. There was no like, oh, this is a 
this is a muscle, you know, or a, what is it, Pro Street or Street Mod, whatever the heck they call it, Eliminator. And there, it was like, well, this guy's got a, this guy's got a UDR, and this other guy's got some crazy thing over here on 4S, so they want to race. So let's do it and see what happens. It was, it was more like that kind of thing. And That's then of cool. course every. Yeah, and then of course everybody else kind of started hitting the um, the rock course, just kind of like hanging out and you know, like I said, just having a good time. So, and then he served up some hot dogs, and uh, we had a little show and shine, and yeah, fun little time. That's rad. And you got kind of bit by the drag racing bug, didn't you? Yes. So, <laughs> so I was so I was down there, and a buddy of mine, uh, Bob Tarvin actually had his and his was actually set up like a lot of people that i see on you know like my mks team um like uh tyler zavadil um uh i'm almost i'm drawing a blank ryan crowley tim smith you know all those guys they all run you know the no prep like you know drag street eliminator style um cars and his was set up just like that. It was pretty cool. It was, you know, I was checking it out, and I was like, you know, that's actually not bad. And after he kind of told me about the price, I was like, you know, that might be something I can get into because it's like fairly inexpensive. So as soon as I as soon as I got home the next day, um, I was talking with uh, Michelle because her dad's got a two wheel drive slash. It's been sitting in the closet for like five years now, and. I was like, you know, what are you doing with it? And he's like, I don't know. He goes, if you want to, if you want to do something with it or give it away or whatever, he goes, go for it. I said, well, no, I'm going to turn it into a drag car. And he said, all right, go for it. So I was like, perfect. There's my donor. So I went and um, uh, hooked up with JJ Customs and ordered the LCG chassis, the Bandit rear arms, and the Bandit turnbuckles, along with the new Proline uh, Pomona drag wheels front and rear and the uh proline hoosier tires front and rear so once all that shows up i can start putting everything together and i actually went with a j concepts body um i'm going with the chevy c10 just because oh, okay. i'm I'm a, I'm a chevy guy and i i want to see a truck i mean i'm sorry everybody's got either a corvette a nova um like the bel air looking chevy i mean everything's always like it's always a car i was like dude i want a truck i want something that's different than everybody else's yeah so but the one the one thing that i am running differently with that body is i'm not going to put that wing on it because i just think it ruins the the look of the truck but that's just me I just think it, it, I'm just not a fan of that big like it's I'm not kidding if you've seen that body the wing is like the same it's like almost the same width as the bed well actually it's a little wider than the bed it overhangs the bed almost like an inch on each side and then almost two inches out the back it just looks like it don't, I'm not kidding it's like if Batman turned a his Batmobile into a truck that's what it reminds me of <laughs> it's just like I'm like no not happening so the cool thing is from the pictures I've seen, it's it's like a add-on, so you can actually, you know, use a body reamer and punch out the holes and bolt it together. So it's not like something that comes as one piece. It's not all injection molded as one. So I was like, all right, cool. So I'm just gonna run it as like the straight truck, and that's it. I'm tr- so. trying to look that up right now. Actually, there it is. Stepside, right? 
Yeah, it's a step side, which is the only other downfall. I'm not a big step side fan, but it's, you know, Vegas can't be choosing. It still looks cool. Um, I I think I, I kind of feel you on the whole wing deal with it. It Yeah, the, the wings. No. Well, it, it you know what it does is, it, like, it, it kind of changes the look of that thing to where you can have it look like just, you know, a dragster, like, you know, hot rod, but the wing makes it look more like a fiberglass bodied funny car contraption. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah. It takes it from a real truck to a fiberglass body is kind of what it does. Yeah. And I mean, this being the, you know, scale RC show, I'm trying to keep it scale. That's what I like. So it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to do it, you know, just make it look like a normal drag truck that you, you would see somebody, you know, running at the strip. So, um, I think it's going to be fun. It's definitely different. I've never done it before. Um, I know there's a ton of people that are into it. I know it's really big in SoCal right now because, I mean, I was just actually watching. Um, there's another podcast uh, by this, by one of uh, my MKS teammates, which is actually now a teammate on CalRC. Tyler Zavadil actually ho- um, hosts um, – uh, what is it? Uh, the, 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 isn't it? I think it's just RC Pod. Isn't uh, I'm – RC Drag Talk. Oh, okay. That's yeah, I've so, seen that. Okay. So he so he hosts RC Drag Talk and I was actually watching uh, some of his interviews that he had and he actually had a recent one um, down in SoCal uh, and John Schultz is on there oh, no with kid. Little Schultz. Right on. So I didn't even know they were into it. Little Schultz. So, Sorry Jonathan if you're listening to this. Adam didn't mean to call <laughs> you Little Schultz. <laughs> they all they always call him Little Schultz. Okay. That's so mean. I'm gonna have to take this back to I'm gonna have to take this back to when we used to do it when we were at uh, Axial Fest back when John was with uh, Axial. Well, so we always had um, we always had uh, the walkie talkies or not walkie talkies the um, you know the like the ham radio yeah, yeah. kind of thing, and we always would have the Axial guys punch in their numbers so we can all talk like if they needed something or if they hate you know two chains the you know da 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 so. Um, they used to always. That's how they'd always do it. They don't like if they'd say, uh, "Schultz, we need da 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 da," and then you'd hear John go, "Me or little Schultz," and then so then that's where it started. Oh, so now God. when people called in stuff, they'd be like, "Little Schultz, where are you? We need da 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 over here." So that's that's how it all started. So oh, yeah, I know. I'm so, I, I'm sorry. It's not a mean thing. It's just that's what that just we always said. Makes on... me laugh. I like it. <laughs> Oh, so, poor anyways, kid. but yeah, back to that video. It was pretty cool, and I was watching it. I don't know what they were. They, I wouldn't even really call it a drag strip. They were like almost on like this like clay dirt. Really, it was weird. Huh. So, but like, but no, I mean, but still, I mean, just the aspect was pretty cool. I mean, like just watching right. it, and um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll give it a shot. Um, I'm hoping to get everything within the next week or two and I can start tinkering with it. But like, but back to what I was saying was if there's anyone listening to this that like might think about getting into drags, cause I know we even talked to uh, Sean Rusin about this, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, we, the drag racing scene is becoming popular, but at the same time, it's actually fairly inexpensive if you, you know, want to get into it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, like there's multiple ways to get into it. Um, like for me, I'm going the route of I'm taking a car that I acquired, and I'm able to. I mean, I, I'm literally spending maybe a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, in parts, which would be the tires, wheels, 
the rear A-arms, the LCG chassis kit, and the turnbuckles to adjust everything in the rear. That's all I really need. Um, and I think all of those parts is like, I want to say that you're looking about 100 bucks Because I think it's like 40 bucks for the LCG kit. It was like 8 bucks for the rear arms. It was another like 6 bucks for the turnbuckles. I think you're looking at like 30 or about 30 bucks for the wheels, another 60 for the tires, and then you buy your body. So like I said, a little over 100 bucks. change all that out, and boom, you got yourself a drag car. Yeah, it's in the new Slash is like, I mean, shit, it's a dime a dozen out there. I mean, you can find used it, two-wheel slashes anywhere. Well, that's the other thing, too, and this, I'm going to throw this out there for anybody listening. If you want to get into it and you don't want to go that route, there's another route you can go like if you're if you're like oh man i gotta find a slash tool drive and then i need to do this and do that and change this out if you go on um jake's performance hobbies which is actually up north from me in santa rosa they actually sell a street eliminator uh they call it a slider because there's there's no electronics there's no wheels or tires but basically it's an LCG uh, slash um, chassis with the tool drive components in there, and the arms have already been converted to the Bandit arms, and everything's pretty much set up and ready for you. All you have to do is put in your electronics, um, wheels, tires, and a body. Nice. And I think it's like 120 for that for that whole setup already ready for Dude, you. Dude, that's a so, smoking good deal. So I mean, you get so you're basically getting the platform you need. And then you can go from there. So that's another good option. So if you're, you know, and there's actually a couple other people to do it too. When I was actually searching around, um, there's actually, which is a, I know them more for a lot of their crawler stuff, but there's Deadlock Racing. They actually have one too that's based off of the Slash Tool Drive Kit, but a lot of the upgrade stuff they have on it, and it's roughly the same price. I want to say it was about 130 140 A lot of it's... um the G2 material or whatever that stuff is. Oh yeah, like the Toyuki chassis so, and some of the others. Yeah. yeah. So so they do the same thing. They make a no prep drag car that's about the same um and it's all that kind of stuff. So That's pretty rad. So, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. So, like I said, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. It's it's something like I said, I'm going to try my hand in. I've never really, you know, been a big um you know, big racer guy, but it's just something else that's, like I said, inexpensive, want to try it. I still want to keep it scale. That's why I'm going the way I'm going with everything. I mean, shoot, I might even try and make it so you see, like, a guy with, like, a helmet in there. I might see if I have, like, an extra... See, the pro the only difference is those uh, those drag bodies are really wide. I don't know if I'd be able to find an interior Maybe that would work with that. Maybe a Yeti trophy truck interior might fit. Hmm. Or maybe uh, Yeti XL too, just because proportion-wise, it might be a little bit closer. Yeah, I don't know. I might have to check that out because I think that would actually be kind of cool if you saw a guy with, like a helmet in there. You know, make it super scale. Yeah, I. You know, I, that's funny because I'm. I have to build one too. Just, I mean, not just have to. I want to, but I mean, I. I also have to for work stuff. But um, I only had done like one pass at Die Hard with uh, Brett Wilson's Associated Drag Car. And it was just a converted SC10. And it, I think there's a lot of, like, you can do, like, Ty at Tekken did the um, Proline Pro 2. 
and that thing mm-hmm. for the most part slash based so that was pretty simple to do um if you're going to use an associated and stuff there i think there's a couple dudes that are making uh wheelie bars for those but really i mean if you have something that's like an off item like let's say you've got like a low c22 or something like that you know 22 sct you can take that and do the same thing that people are doing with slashes and everything else the only thing that you might have to get creative with is a wheelie bar but i mean just about any two-wheel short course you guys can use for stuff like this i mean obviously for longevity purposes getting like something with a gear diff is ideal because a ball diff is going to be really expensive to maintain and probably not 100 percent necessary on something like this but yeah from what i've talked to and i've talked with um with tyler zavadil and i've talked with uh ryan crowley uh, both of them have said the same thing. Uh, you really don't need to do much to the um, to the two-wheel drive cars. Uh, you really have a handful of rules you need to follow, and one of those rules is the wheels must be underneath the body of the car, mm-hmm. and you can't stretch the wheelbase. It has to be, I think it's like 13 inches. I think that's what the standard short course two-wheel drive truck is so it has to be around that ballpark 12 and a half 13 inches i think that's what it's you know set up as right. i want to say 13 or, or 13 and a half it's something like that but whatever it is that's what it has to stay at um another cool thing is and maybe i'll throw this up on our on our uh, page uh tyler zavadil sent me a image of a it was like it was from j concepts but it was basically a whole setup for a street eliminator car. So it's kind of like if you wanted to copy a build from scratch from there, you can go that route, which in my opinion, if you're actually going to build from scratch like that, it's going to come out very expensive because you literally need everything. Yeah. You need you need the skid or the, the chassis, the LCG chassis, the front arms, the rear arms, the turnbuckles in the front, the turnbuckles in the rear, the knuckles in the front, knuckles in the rear. I mean, like, it, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. But, um, realistically, if you just get uh, the rear um, shorter arms, then that way when you put the rear drag tires on, those end up being the same, the end of it is the same width as the standard arms with the skinny tires up front. Exactly, yeah. So, no, so yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I might keep you guys posted. Um, uh, we'll see how, like like I said, there's really nothing to it. I mean, it's not like a crawler, so it's like, that's why to me it's like I'm definitely stepping out of my, my comfort zone, you know, it, so. You're going to love it, though. I mean, it's, I I like the scale aspect of it. I, I think it'd be cool. I'll, it'd be kind of neat if we can try and time it to where we're both building these at the same time because that might be kind of cool like content wise for people to you know kind of keep up on and stuff but um you know it this the drag racing thing's weird because so i i've been kind of late to the party with everything rc like so i came along right as brushless and lipos were hitting the market like that's when i started in on the hobby and so i missed all the brush days and the motor building and battery building and everything else that you had to go through and you know the really short run times and stuff so like i i came in to like a really easy you know hobby for the most part in the age of lipos and brushless stuff and then 
crawling had been around for quite a bit before I had gotten interested in it. So like I've never been part of I I've never been in the RC hobby when something has exploded before, you know, like uh-huh. like short course had already blown up in racing when I, you know, first got involved in RC. So it wasn't like, you know, some new thing. It was just RC in general was new. And you know, with like the drag racing stuff, I mean, like we saw it go from just a couple, like a handful of diehard dudes like Tim and stuff to all of a sudden just this massive, huge scene and like companies like Proline and J Concepts and stuff, just, just diving in headfirst into the market and just making rad stuff. And I, I get that, you know, like it's risky cause it's like, okay, what if this is a fad kind of like four wheel short course was, and it goes away, you know, like what happened with racing and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's, that's a big leap to take when you start doing tire molds and bodies and everything else, you know, cause those tire molds are super expensive to make. So, I mean, that's, you know, not, not a cheap thing to, you know, invest in and it's all basically gambling. Cause this is just such a new hobby for everybody. I mean, what it's been, what a year and a half now, two years that it's been super big, uh-huh. maybe not even that long, really. But I don't know. It's just cool to see something just catch on and just spread like this has because I've that you know I've never witnessed any like big revolution in the RC world before. So this has been kind of neat to neat to see. Yeah, and like I said, you know, it, or like you said, it could be a fad. It, you know, it could be. I mean, I remember when the monster trucks first, like you know, the SMT10 first came out, and that was like your first like I want to say scale monster truck like you know it wasn't a what i call a toy grade it wasn't you know like i mean you've had they were badass i mean they were cool yeah i mean but like i said you've had other stuff you i mean you've had the stampede you've had the rustler you've had all those kind of monster trucks you've had the wheelie king and all those like you've had monster trucks before but that was like the first like scale one then people started taking that into a whole new thing i mean i do got to say the um you know the the I want to say the far NorCal boys, the Redding Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys are still pushing the monster truck hard. They actually have a whole race series, and there's I actually know a couple guys around this area um, that are actually building some stuff that, because they want to compete uh, the next season and they want to make a couple trips up there. And I know uh, Amin actually I think has one or two of the events uh, down by that or up by them. So That's awesome. I I. I know that that's, like, another thing. It's, like, you know, it's, like, yeah, you know, it could be like that where it's, like, oh, it just stays small and only certain areas really push it. Right. Um, but it's interesting because, like, the monster truck thing, the solid axle monster truck thing is really big on the East Coast. Yeah, that. It's yeah, it's weird because usually stuff kind of starts on the West Coast like this. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just kind of, like, it's just interesting. So, um yeah, so we'll you know, so we'll kind of see where it goes. But like I said, I'm hoping it kind of you know come you know kind of grows its own legs and kind of has something else you can do because it also kind of like what's the word? It it actually it's growing the hobby. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, because it's not you know I mean there's plenty of drag racing fans out there that 
want to do it and can't afford to get into doing it for real so they're like hey let's you know now they actually have this option you know and it's like legit looking builds too that you know are mean and realistic looking and you know and it's not like slow racing i mean it's it's quick well it, it no it blew me away when i was talking with with ryan crowley because he was kind of giving me some like pointers and he's like well since you're just getting into it you might want to stick with like a 78 tooth i think that's what he said 78 tooth uh spur gear um to start out with he said that way you can get a feel for the car he goes because we know some guys that are upwards of i think he said like almost like i want to say something like 80 tooth spurs with like 22 tooth pinions and he said those things are getting up to like 70 80 miles an hour when they're shooting down the thing and i'm going are you kidding me? 70, 80 miles an hour? Well, yeah, like, and I like, like in 132 feet, I mean, think about like how quick your reaction time has to be for something like that if it starts to go wrong. I mean, that's a, oh, that's yeah. a challenge, you know, and if you don't launch straight also. And it's the, the one thing that sketches me out a little bit about it is that there's no like divider. And so when we saw people trying it for the first time at Die Hard, there was a lot of lane crossing. And I was just going, oh, man, this is going to end badly for somebody, you know. So, like, that's the one thing that, I don't know, I, I feel like we might have to work on for the drag strip at Die Hard. But then again, that's an awful lot of linear f feet of something to use as a divider. So I don't know. Well, you know, it would actually be cool, but it would probably be pretty carnage for the cars is it'd be cool to get like those proline k rails oh, and yeah. remake them and make a bunch of them and just line them up down the thing i mean you could even put pins in them so when you stick them in the ground they actually are not those like set on the ground they're actually like stuck in the ground i mean could you imagine that somebody trying oh somebody accidentally getting a lane cross because like they overturn and hit one of those and like launch or like completely just barrel like oh yeah it'd be like the it'd be like at the real drag oh yeah for sure no you it would absolutely barrel Luckily, like, where, where this is, there's actually, like, grass on both sides, so if you do, I mean, you're pretty safe as long as you you manage to steer away from the guy in the other lane, you know, so, like, if it does go badly, nothing's gonna happen, there's no, like, curbs or trees or rocks or anything around, so, it, I think it'll work out pretty good, I mean, we just might, the only thing I can think of is just addressing the lane issues, but aside from that, I, I don't know, I'm excited to do it i've got a slash here that has metal drive shafts on it already and some other stuff so i'll just shorten those up and probably do a slash based one i'd like to do an associated based one but i just i don't know i can't it's hard finding something used i mean then you gotta if you do find like a sc10 or something like that that is a rear motor then you gotta figure out a wheelie bar for it and stuff and i it's one of those things where i got so much stuff going on i don't know how much time i can really sink into building something like that so i think that's why i'm probably just going to go the slash route too yeah yeah i i think the reason why a lot of people go with the slash route is just the the ease of you know availability there's just like you said earlier there's so many of them out there i mean i'm sure you can find one for somebody who's just like yeah i'm getting out of the hobby and it's one that they've ran a handful of times and they're like yep never running it again you know it's just sat there kind of like the one i got you know used a handful of times and then sat in a closet for five years yep exactly and that's how ours have it's like at one point like we had gotten them for everybody in our family and like when my dad before he started doing chemo 
uh, we would all go to the track and, you know, just spend time together and stuff and go spin laps and play with slashes and stuff. Cause we're all pretty new to the hobby then. So, I mean, this would have been like 2011, I want to say. And, uh, you know, it's, they've just sat ever since. So I might as well do something with them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's really it. That's all I really got on the whole drag thing. I mean, I'm no expert. Everything, you know, like anything else I do, like even with the crawler stuff, you know, I try to do a lot of, like, research and, you know, try to find out as much information as I can, um, you know, to educate myself because, you know, I'm just, it's like anything else. You know, you gotta you, you got to learn what, what's going on. And there actually are rules to it. That's the other thing that's going to be a little different for me because it's like it's almost like the Sorka stuff. Like if you're going to follow the Sorka rules, you know, you have to build your build to it to that you know specification so you're actually having to meet requirements so this will be the first time i'm actually building somewhere i gotta meet some sort of a requirement and see that's what a lot of the dudes don't get like where we are is you know we're like oh we're gonna do you know no prep drag racing and stuff and so guys are like oh sweet i've got this arma eighth scale buggy i'm gonna bring in it's like jesus christ no like you don't you know, and so that's kind of what we're having to overcome is, like, the dudes that want to, like, race their monster truck or something, you know? It's like, we're trying to get a legit drag scene going here with, like, real drag cars, not, like, basher fest. And you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, no, it's going to be I, a structured thing, and these guys don't get that. You know, it's like, we'll post something about drag racing, and, you know, it's like... Shit, I can't wait till I get my 8S blah, blah, blah out there. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not what's going on here. Yeah, I do got to say, I think Arma does have one car that would qualify because the body covers the wheels. It's that one that just came out. I think, did A-Main do a video on that one? That wicked fast one? Oh, is it the one that, look, one that looks like the Formula 1 car or the one that looks like the Hoonin track? The one that looks like the Hoonan truck. Yeah, that one is pretty dope. And it's, I think that one counts because it is the same wheelbase and the body covers the wheels. Yeah. So. Yeah, because yeah. I think 8 scale buggy and short course are almost the exact same wheelbase. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, don't quote me. I know we probably have some listeners um, that, you know, are into drag racing that probably have those answers. I mean, if you want to you know comment or send us a message or whatever then to clarify that and we can like straighten it out on the next episode but um yeah pretty much drag racing is two-wheel drive usually a short course you know uh rig and like i said make sure the tires are underneath the body has to have a wheelie bar um and that's about it. The other thing, because Elio was telling me about this, but see, like I said, I haven't gotten, like, I haven't really done it. And I'm sure that, like I said, there are some listeners that probably know about this. So the other thing to watch out for is I guess there's there's a term for this. I don't know what kind of battery it is. I know it's a LiPo, but, um, oh, that's it too. You can only run 2S LiPo yeah. in, the, in the no prep drags. Which uh, is great. But... but there's a what they call a cheater battery. There's a, there's a certain one that I guess these people are running and base and I forget what it is. Oh, kind of, yeah, it. Bob might. I think Bob told me about it too. That's what we're running it's, for racing. It's a two S, but it's got some wicked, like 
I want to say it's like a like a hundred C or something like that. Like it's like some crazy battery, and the thing's just. And I guess the problem is it looks like a standard 2S battery, but it blows everybody away. Yeah, I think that it says like HILV or something on them. Um, maybe that's what. Maybe that's what it they're, is. They're they're the Protec ones that we use in racing. We use shorty packs, and they're sick because. You can dump just oh it's I'm sorry it's LIHV lithium power and it's high volt so yeah it's they're rated at you know six point or excuse me seven point six or whatever but these graphene batteries like you can like super like up the voltage on them if you have the right charger so that yeah you know it's putting out like what is it like almost nine volts or something like that like basically like if you want to be competitive in stock racing this is what you need to have because it, that these batteries over anything else are like a giant performance gain i mean i had never really experienced that before trying you know other batteries like you know i i can really feel a difference between like a 60c and like a 90c or something like that you know i was at the time also i wasn't a good enough driver but with these i when i was running four wheel stock buggy this last year like you would switch from a regular lipo to a lihv and it was nuts dude like it i i see why they're calling it a cheater battery because it it is a noticeable performance gain with these yeah so i guess that battery is outlawed in the um drag community because there's guys coming you know setting up their cars doing test runs and this that and the other then they'll go ahead and they'll throw that battery in there and they'll just smoke the other guy yeah every time and uh yeah so i guess they're i guess those are the ba only batteries that i was told to watch out for if you're gonna race i mean like if you want to go out and have fun with it by all means but if you're actually going to compete like what these guys do um i guess that's the battery that they will not allow you to run right and uh yeah so uh other than that like i said it's it, you know, it'll be fun. Yeah, Brett posted the rules on our on the page because the diehard RC uh, scale RC park page. Like basically, the way that we've got like stuff set up is that the drag racing falls under the scale RC side of things, which is cool. I mean, they're right next to each other location wise, and you know, you and I've talked before about how you know the realism kind of carries over from both. You know, so there's like the drag racing stuff has appeal to like scale guys like us and everything. And so even though like, you know, Brett's like posted the rules and there's still dudes that are like, Oh yeah, I'm going to run my 4s, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, you didn't read any of it. Like you guys are going to be so disappointed when you show up and it's like, sorry, you know I mean? We're not going to count anything you're doing here. Cause you know, it's, it's racing. It's got structure just like, everything else does you know it's not just this basher free-for-all and and it's hard trying to get people to think outside of those terms because that's like the first thing on their mind is well what you know what do i have that i already own that i can go and you know drive fast so i don't know we're we're pro for the guys like that we might do like grass drags or something at one or two events this year or mud drags or something you know just so that these guys with like these weird ridiculous like frankenstein cars that are just way too much power they can you know come have some fun with them too but it's just you know not going to be part of the no prep scene yeah yeah, and like I said, that's kind of like what we were doing this last weekend. Like, you know, yeah, you know, you want to run one of those cars, that's fine. You know, it's just we are not, it's, you're not really competing with what we're doing. So if you want to go out and have fun, no problem. But 
like you said, you we were trying to also do the same thing. We want to have a legitimate, you know, drag scene where you actually got a drag car, meets all the requirements. Yeah, exactly. And, but um I mean, yeah. who's going to want to race a four? I mean, unless you have a super dialed car, who's going to want to race some four cell aluminum chassis monster that weighs, you know, 13 pounds out there? You know, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's not going to happen. You know, people are going to be like, dude, I'm not racing you. If you like cross over into me, you're just going to destroy my car with this, you know, thing you got going. So, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I don't know. it's kind of like. Yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of like the rules. That's why they have the rules with some of the stuff up, like at Axial Fest. Like, you know, if you want to run in the Ultra, you know, you have to have a plastic axle. You know, uh, like they 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 have rules for a reason. Yeah. And you know, if you want to run it with none of the rules, then you need to just get a bunch of people together that want to run no rules, and you come up with your own thing. Yeah, you know? exactly. But, and that's exactly how it needs to be. So, but, um. On to the scale side of things, um, I know we had some questions. Um, I don't know if you want to get into those uh, sure. now. Yeah, why not? Um, okay, let me pull up the page real quick. I'm, gl okay. I'm glad you offered. I should have, but I'm just kind of sitting here. so <clears throat> I should have been on top of that. Okay, so... One of the first ones was a a guy because um, it's actually not right now. I'm on our actual page page. Let me see if I can actually get it to pop up the normal way. Are you trying to do all this on your phone? Would it be easier if I do? Well, it's because what's happening right now is I know there's more. You know what? I'm gonna do it this way. I'm actually gonna go on Facebook. See, the problem was I was trying to do it on. Um, through the page manager app and the problem oh. with that is it'll do that thing where it'll say hey we're we're only showing you the the most relevant you know ones we're not showing you all of them right. it's like well i want to i want to see them all exactly yeah i got rid of that page manager because it was just kind of a pain in the butt i didn't like it i mean because i I'm like lighting the load by a couple of things here lately, so I'm got like way less to keep track of now, which is nice. But so one of them is so it's Kyle Predmore. He posted up a picture of the new J Concepts, which would be their first, I guess, scale tire or crawler tire. I shouldn't say scale tire because we'll get into that in a second, but it's going to be their first crawler tire, um, and they're calling it the Landmine. Um, we talked about this before we started recording, but that tire looks very pit bullish. It reminds me of the Rock Beast a lot, um, especially the Rock Beast, the XOR version, the one where they got like, all the, the space hollowed, between them, the hollowed out lugs. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's cool. It's nice to see a company like J Concepts, which is known mainly for racing. Yeah. You know. They got monster truck stuff. They got drag car stuff. They got on road stuff. You know, eighth scale buggy stuff. Like they're not really known for crawlers, so it's kind of cool to see them getting into that scene a little bit. So, which makes me kind of wonder: Are they going to come out with some scalar bodies? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. That I heard they were going to work on a scout, but that was about the time that Red Cat released theirs, and I think they just gave up at that point. But uh, 
No, like they had. So what? The J concepts before this had the ruptures, and then they had one other tire too, and I forget what it was. Oh really? Oh, see, I didn't see. I never yeah. knew that they had. Oh them. yeah, I know exactly. It's like this is like their third tire, and like honestly, a lot of people didn't even know that they had crawler stuff. I mean, I remember the first Axial Fest we went to. It they were kind of over by Teak, and it was just two dudes sitting at a table under an Easy Up, and I think they had a couple things on the table, and that's it. And like. I mean, they they didn't even look up from their phones. They were just like kind of doing their own little thing. So they they haven't really had much of a presence in the whole scale RC thing. And now you know this it's their third tire, but I don't think most people are going to know that. Yeah, so that's why I said. So I apologize for that. That's why I said, oh, their first you know scalar tire, because to me that's the first one I ever saw. Right. Right. So, um, but yeah, so my whole thing is, you know, they, it's, it's not a, or I should say, yeah, did I I say scalar or crawler tire? You know, I don't remember. (laughs) Anyway, I wouldn't say it's a, I wouldn't say it's a scalar tire because it's not replicating anything scale. The closest thing it's replicating is a pit bull. And in that case, you would have just. Why didn't you just brand it as a pit bull and buy the licensing if you were going to go that route? Um, you know, so they went with the with the term landmine, I think is what it's called, or landminer, landmine, something like that. And uh, it's, you know, it's an aggressive-looking tire, but um, it's, it's kind of like I said. It's, like, oh, it's almost like the whole thing again when you get into the whole talk about, like, the um, Proline Hyrax. It's a crawler tire. It's not a scale tire Correct, because it yeah. does not rec- replicate anything real. And, uh, and I know there's some people that are like, "Oh, well, it's it is it's it's offered for your scaler, so it's, I'm calling it a scale." It's which is fine. I'm just saying that's my personal preference. Um, other than that, like I said, it looks like an aggressive tire. It's a it's a taller size. Like, I mean, it's almost like the go-to size now, but I will say it is a taller size. It's a 4.75 tire, which is, you know, like your Proline Swamper XL, the Flatiron XLs, the, um, the Crawlers, the Cam 2, the Cam 3s, all those are your 4.75. So like, that's like the standard, but they do make Proline does make a couple of those in your standard 4.1 um, size tire as well. So I will, that's why I'm saying it's a larger tire, but still kind of a go-to tire. So the size is good. It's aggressive. The only other thing you'll have to see is there is the compound. I, I've never, like I said, I've never run AJ concepts tire before. So I don't know anything about the, you know, compounds of their tires. Their green is like a super soft, um, it, like well, it, this isn't gonna really help you any because you haven't been around racing. So like their their green compound is something that we used a lot for racing on clay, and okay, I I think it'll be a good compound and stuff. The only thing like so, I had a buddy that had their first tires, and I'm trying to pull those up, and I I'm the name of them's escaping me here, but he uh. He liked him until it got wet outside, and that's when he kind of started to have some issues with them. And that was really about it. Oh, okay. Um, 
I mean, as far as the compound and stuff goes, he was pretty happy with it. So let's see. They were called, wasn't the rupture? Scorpios. That's what they were. They they kind of look like a cross between like a RC four-wheel drive and a BFG all-terrain is what the Scorpios were. Oh, okay. So they're, I don't know. Definitely, they're not. They're a crawler tire. They're like not a scale tire, but they're a really tightly packed tread design, more like a one to one. You know, there's some, like take the axial nittos for example. Like they have the shape of the tread pattern right, but they've increased the space between the lugs so that it will work for RC, because you know a scaled down version would the everything would be packed so tight that they would just plug up with mud and stuff and not work you know if anybody was ever driving anywhere wet so i think that was one of the issues that they ran into with the scorpios and kind of why they never caught on because they were sort of only good for when it was dry out and then they had ruptures which those are the ones that looked kind of like the uh what were the hb tires rovers back in the day from like comp crawlers they look kind of like rovers is like the best way i can explain the ruptures and I, okay. I don't know anybody who's ran those, but yeah. So it's like I said, definitely interesting. Um, it's interesting that they've obviously been coming out with tires. Um, that's why it'll be. I, I say it'll be interesting to see if they ever come out with a scalar body or a crawler body. Um, I know that there are people that have taken some of their monster truck bodies and turned them into crawler bodies. Uh, it just gets a little hard because, like for instance, I have which worked out great. I have a J Concepts. It's the 90s, um, I forget what they actually call it, but it's the 90s Chevy Extended Cab uh, monster truck body, and it actually works out, because I have it on my SMT-10 uh, right now, it's a 13.5 wheelbase, so it actually works out almost perfectly with the SMT-10, because it's such a bigger wheelbase. Right. Um, it works out as a crawler. You'd be stretching the front and rear axle out a lot, and I just don't know how well it would crawl. Yeah, because it would be a very long truck. Yeah, exactly. I want, and I want to say, a buddy of mine, his son's got the four door. It might be a four door. I want to say like seventy something. Ford F two fifty, and that's the same thing. It's a long wheelbase, and he had to stretch everything out, and he gets high centered on everything because it's just you know in the scale world having a rig that long, it's almost like it's almost like the real world crawling. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna just get you're just gonna be high centered because yeah. it's you know. it'll climb stuff great, but that's about it. You know, yeah. As long as it's flat, it's gonna do fine. Yeah. So. um but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if they come out with an actual crawler body, which kind of leads us to the next thing. Um, uh, what was the next one? Oh, the... oh, Kyle Predmore also posted a screenshot from Proline saying they're releasing a, a Gladiator body yep. at a 12.3, so that'll fit like most of your crawlers. Because um, I, because I think everything that's coming out right now from uh, axial to um, element to even I think your like, your basic Viterra was uh, 12.3 wheelbase. Yeah, which is so, nice. The last couple they've done have just been Traxxas ones. So 
you know, 12.8 or whatever. So, which I thought was cool. The element kind of answered that with a 12.8 wheelbase kit for their enduro, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, since there are so many Traxxas bodies, now guys can actually use them that don't have a Traxxas. So it's nice to see Proline coming back with an actual 12.3 again. Yeah. So um, that'll be cool because we, I think we were talking about this on the last episode. It'd be cool to see a gladiator um that's one of those rigs it's like it's kind of like how i feel about um a lot of the later model pickup trucks um they they're all right stock like they're all right when you get them and they look stock Mm -hmm. but once you throw a lift on them and some nice tires and wheels like it really changes the aggressiveness of that vehicle yeah um because actually i want to say was it tom from rc4 drive it was somebody from rc4 drive has a white uh yeah that's tom gladiator okay and he was up at axial fest and he had and he's got a five inch lift on 37s i want to say the thing looks dope it looks good Oh yeah, it's 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 beastly, and I, I guess he was saying that he takes that thing everywhere, and it goes everywhere. That's pretty cool. So yeah, and he's kind kind of got the bed set up in like overlandish. It's got like that kind of like bed cage with all like the roto packs mm-hmm. and spare tire and all that stuff. But no, I mean they're they're nice looking rigs. Like I got a couple buddies at SEMA right now, and the Overland Expo things really like big this year at SEMA and he's been sending me pictures. I mean, I don't know how many pictures of gladiators he sent me and like, there's this one, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. I might have to post it up on our page. It's, uh, they named it Lucifer. It's some like Hellcat, um, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's all red, uh, some Hellcat gladiator on like forties. I mean, the thing's wicked. I mean, it's just nuts. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, the Gladiator is one of those, like you said, it, it it's kind of goofy looking when it's stock, but once you, like, set it up, it looks nice. So, I, so it'll be nice to see that out on the trail because I do think that's going to be the next popular Jeep. Yeah. Um, you know, mark mark my words, that's going to be, like, you know, it's and it's kind of weird. It's like I, I always wonder, is it like, oh, do you notice that because you get one or do you notice it because it actually is becoming popular? But, like, Michelle got her JK in 2017, the last year of the JK before they switched over to the JL. And the person she got it, I can't tell you how many JKs I see. Mm-hmm. And then now the JLs are starting to become really popular because you can't get a JK. So if they're going to go get a new Wrangler, it's going to be a JL. So it's going to be interesting to see, okay, because like, we started seeing a couple of them around here of the Gladiators, is it going to become you know, uh, a hot selling item. Like, is it going to be the next big thing? So it'll be interesting to see. But like I said, back to the scale aspect, I think it's cool. Yeah, um, definitely. I might be getting one of those. Um, I just have to figure out a platform to throw it on um, because I got I, I got so many rigs, and some of them I do not want to take apart. And, you know, so we'll see. Probably throw that but, on um, one of our two Curry Jeeps is what I'll end up doing. Yeah, I might have to like sadly take my like deadbolt body off and throw it on there or something. Yeah, that could be kind of neat looking. That's probably what I'll end up doing because I'm gonna for sure do a wrap for that thing. I mean, I'd be an idiot not to. So. Yeah. Um. What else? Um. Back to Facebook. 
And then we had, okay, here is another one from Chris Tridu. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, he said, take an existing crawler on the market, take their best features, and build the ultimate crawler go. So I think he wants us to answer what we would call the ultimate crawler, utilizing those parts. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I'd probably have to say, and I might get a lot of flack for this, but I'm going based off scale-wise. I would say, to me, it doesn't really matter if you took, like, the SCX-10 chassis or, like, the Enduro chassis. They're both the C-channel-style chassis, I, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can't really go wrong with that. I mean, any C-channel C style, I mean, even if you took, like, the Vanquish, the VS410, like, that's even, like, to me, a scale-looking chassis. Anything but flat rail, I mean, there's nothing wrong with flat rail. It's just it doesn't look scale. Right. So for me, it'd be any of those cha chassis because they're all, you know, C-channel. I would take something like that, probably throw, like, the axial portals underneath it only for the fact that they're the scalest looking one as far as the pumpkin goes track width it's a little wide but for the capra it works great i don't know how well it would work with other rigs um and then probably take something like i'd probably take like the vs410 the new forward motor put that in there and I would want to say that I think that would be like an ultimate crawler. Yeah, that the pro motor and trans setup is definitely next level. I mean that that's going to be tough to beat. So I mean I I truly think that would be like your ultimate rig. So like so let's just say that take your enduro chassis, put the VS four ten forward motor in it, slap some. Um, axial curries underneath it and i think that would be a pretty badass crawling machine i'm gonna sound like such a dork saying this but take take away my association with element at all and i'm still like what i would say is just buy an element you know when when it's take the best everything because it's got you know compatible parts with axial it's got the overdrive trans, which is sick, and there's a lot of dudes throwing that trans and axials now. Um, it has the dual servos up front, like the VS410. It's got the behind-the-axle steering, like the HPI Venture, and the battery mounting uh, location of the uh, VS410. Not the Pro, but the 410. And really, I mean, it's got the best of everything, and... About the only thing it shares with Traxxas, I would say, is durability, because I haven't broken anything on either of these yet, neither of the people I've loaned them to. So my answer to building a crawler with all the best things from everything else would just be to buy the Enduro, because that's exactly what they did. Except for the only thing they haven't done yet, which, like I said, I'm still waiting for somebody to call them out on it. Where's the portals? Please don't. <laughs> if anyone from Associated's listening to this, please do not put portals on a pickup truck or anything like that. Keep well, doing I mean, what okay. you're doing. No, I agree with you on that part, but I just find it really funny 
and like I said, you know, just like how you say your affiliation <coughs> with Element, it's going to be like my, I guess you could say, affiliation with Axial. Why did Axial take such a hard beating for not putting out portals, yet Enduro's got two rigs out, and neither one of them has portals, and neither one of them came with an option to put portals on it, yet they've never been... Yeah, they haven't, like they haven't been publicly criticized what, at all. Uh, why is that? Blows my mind. You know, it's it's funny because I mind. never thought about that before. But you're exactly right. Like, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And I mean, I don't. Okay, like I said, I'm not a fan of putting portals on like a pickup truck. Like you said, I'm not a fan of that. Like that's not like what I. But I just. I, but if you're gonna criticize one, you have you to do criticize? both. Yeah. You know, you can't just like, but but I think I do know the answer to this. Like, you know, it's like answering your own question. I think it's because Axial is the big household name. It's the one that's been there the longest. So it's kind of like I think it's one of those that kind of like, okay, we expect it out of you to already have something like this because you've been doing it for so long. Why is everybody? Yeah, else doing how it? come you're, you're not? not coming out with the new revolutionary stuff? Why is it the new kids? Yeah, so sure. I think that might be I think that might be the answer. But still, I mean, it's like I you know, you I don't know. I'm like one of the only guys that like doesn't think portals are really cool. You know what I mean? Like they're just like I think they're rad on like a Unimog or something like that or on a rock buggy or even even on like a Ripper or something, you know? Like they kind of have their place on something like the Ripper chassis. But like I don't you know, I, I, the whole realism aspect of scale RC is what draws me to the hobby to begin with. And so it's like, I don't want stuff to have everything to have portals on it. Like I had the TRX four and honestly, it wasn't that great. Like it was a durable rig, but it was just kind of like, eh, you know, I, as much talk as it got, you know, it, I really wasn't super impressed, but then again, you start spending some time on YouTube and watching videos and stuff and, people don't drive those things on a lot of the places that we get to up here. So it's, you know, it's dudes, you know, in the back East and Midwest on hiking trails. And unfortunately, you know, it's like, that's the terrain they're limited to. So it's like, well, they're going to, you know, anything is going to perform good on in those conditions. So it's like all relative to yeah. where you're actually driving. Yeah. My, yeah. And I'm with you 110% on that. Like, I, like, I think, you know, like a lot of stuff, they all, everything has their place and time for it. Portals to me, military style rig or, you know, rock buggy, something you're looking for ultimate, ultimate performance, not your 85 Toyota pickup that, you know, yeah, you'd probably never throw portals on. Exactly. So, but yeah, that's, that's my, that's my only gripe on that. Um, and then the last thing on our, on that thread is from, uh, Stephen Haywood, um, he said, "Is the SCX10 still a viable rig?" And I guess I, that to me, that's it's going to be hard to like answer. It's a weird question. Is, are, is he like hoping for something controversial there, or like? Well, it's not just that. It's are you asking about the original SCX10, or are you talking about the SCX10 two? Because he didn't say SCX10 two. That's true. But a lot of but, people just. Like you're saying, they refer to it as just SCX10, even though that's what they mean, you know, is that it's a two. I don't know. Let's yeah. let's answer it both ways. Okay, so if, you, if you're going to answer it as far as 
the original OG SCX10, no. It's it, it as much as I love my Axial cars, it's not a viable rig anymore, due to the fact that everything we used to do to the SCX10 original is now answered with the SCX10 too. Yeah, it's all standard features now. Exactly. So right. we used to when you first, when you used to get it, you used to do the battery forward mod. You used to change everything. You know, change the. Um, uh, change the on-axle servo to a um, chassis-mounted servo, you know, all that kind of stuff. You used to do all, like, that was what you did to even get a performing rig. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, like you said, standard equipment on the SCX-10 too. So, therefore, I would have to say my answer would be an SCX-10 is not a viable rig anymore. Yeah, I mean, they're they're oh, they're definitely dated. You know, because they don't have the clearance, they don't have the, you know, because the new axles are so much nicer. But, I mean, as far as durability goes and stuff like that, I say, yeah, you know, they're still decent rigs. I probably wouldn't pay more than 100 bucks for one from any given person just because it's really old technology now. But, uh, I don't know, I mean, if you have the stuff, if you can find one that has the stuff that's done to it that you just listed, you know, like to that everybody has basically done that has one. I mean, I still have one here and did the same thing, battery forward, CMS on it. Um, ended up doing like some SSD axles to try and, you know, scale up the looks of it a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, it is it is hard to accomplish the same look with that rig if you're going for super scale just because the axle housings are massive on it. But they're, they're still a good performing rig and they're durable and stuff but i mean and unless you can find one with all the stuff done to it or you're practically being given one for free then you know there's better stuff to buy out there yeah exactly um as far as if you're using scx10 as a platform meaning like is the is is axial's trail rig still a viable platform then my answer for that is going to be yes oh yeah absolutely due to the fact due to the fact that you know it's pretty it's kind of like your basic i want to say like your standard crawler setup you have your especially when you're when you aren't using like the kit version when you're using the um the three the standard like ax10 style the three gear transmission Mm -hmm. um that's basically your standard transmission setup it's found in almost every single kind of you know crawler there is um you have that uh, you have now the smaller scalar looking axles which like you just touched on help with ground clearance and the scale aspect of it um, and then you got the battery forward so you already get your up uh, forward weight you get the chassis mounted servo which brings it back into the scale so I mean yeah it's still it's still you know viable so in my opinion yeah just because it doesn't so, have portals or doesn't have you know the latest transmission design or come with overdrive or whatever i mean like those, that doesn't make it obsolete or junk i mean they're still very very good cars and they're very capable and no i mean it's like we've said before you really can't go wrong with buying any of them right and, now and it's really funny there's one other mod i forgot to mention when i was talking about the which you which listening to you talk kind of reminded me about um, the other thing we used to do a lot with the SCX10 OG is either overdrive gears in the front 
or underdrive gears in the rear, or if you wanted to be super hardcore, you did overdrive front, underdrive rear. Mine's got both. I do miss that about that truck because, dude, that makes such an incredible difference. And plus, the OG ones kind of needed it because it helped with the steering quite a bit. You know, like how, yes, I mean, it really helped the turning radius on that thing. But yeah, I mean, I I do kind of miss having that. But I don't know now. Now, I mean, I've you know, with an element, I got that option. You know, in the box, which is cool, but that's you know one of the things that they've you know got going for them that you know is kind of outside the box and i'm sure that the next axial rig that comes out is going to probably have overdrive or something included now too well i'm just surprised that nobody's been able to crack the code on those on that gear set for that um for those axles yeah, it's weird. Well, it, it's tough because you're you're limited. Like, I mean, you can go bigger on the pinion, that's fine. But, like, the spur gear, you end up, you know, it, you can only go, like, so big in the housing of those. So you can't really do an underdrive setup on one, on an SCX-102. Because with those, you've got a larger ring gear, smaller pinion. Versus yeah. overdrive is bigger pinion, smaller ring gear. And... What are the ones that are available? It's what one tooth difference or something like that. It's like eight thirty one or something like that. Yeah. So, which I don't yeah, even know so, what that equates to. I don't even know what percentage that is. Oh, I have no idea. Like, don't don't get me started on that. That's you know, yeah, that's tough. It's like yeah. But um, yeah. So I mean, like you said, you're you're probably right. You know, the next uh, the next trail truck that comes out will we'll most likely definitely see something a little different. Um, there is another thing kind of innovative, I guess you could say, from Axial, which I think has been, like, undershadowed um, and, you know, just overseen in the last two, you know... Um, I think it's been in the last two. I don't know if it was on the... I don't think it was on the UMG-10, but you could answer that one. Is that reverse, like underneath body pin setup oh yeah it had that it was really cool okay see i've noticed that because they've done so so that means they've been doing it since the umg 10 they yep. had the umg 10 obviously the umg 10 six by six the capra and now that ford oh is the ford all, that way too yes oh cool the Ford, the Ford has the um, the Ford has the underneath mount which which like i said is i think is pretty cool because you know um Red Cat's answer to hiding body post was Velcro. Um, I believe, and you can answer this one too, the element has body pins, correct? Yeah, it's just regular body posts like everybody else. Yeah, it's just yeah. like everybody else. And so it's like, it's kind of cool. You, you still have the security, like what I call like the nice secure part, you know, securing your body with pins, but at the same time, you're not staring at them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that that was so, cool. I was that was a surprising thing to see on the Capra, which I thought was actually really cool. I what I want to know is if they're going to come out with overdrive portal gears for this, because you could overdrive the front. But the thing is, on a rig like this, I'm not sure if I would want to go a smaller ring gear with a larger pinion because you've got less contact area there, basically. You know, and mm -hmm. so it's something that's going to strip out easier or break easier. So if you're doing overdrive on one of these, it'd be nice if they did it in the portal boxes. So I'll be curious yeah. to see if they come out with that. 
Yeah. I'm sure somebody will come out with, if it's not actual, maybe a third party coming out with um, some sort of a gear set for the boxes because, um, you know, that I know, like I said, the last couple episodes we've, we've really talked a lot about the Capra, but the one thing, I guess the only thing you can complain about, because I saw this when I was down at JJ Customs last weekend, is you don't realize how tall that truck is geared until you see one in person Mm -hmm. and somebody's running something that would be considered slow on a trail truck or mild on a trail truck and it makes the Capra look like a basher. Why the the hell is it so fast? I think a lot of it's because they didn't... I think due to the fact of the transmission they designed to fit in that car, it didn't allow for enough gear reduction. Gotcha. So they're probably trying to do most because of the reduction look, in the portal itself. Pretty much. So from what I've heard is the all the reduction, the little reduction there is, is all in the portal box. I could see that because the majority of the gears in the Capra are almost all the same size. <laughs> like it, there's there's not a whole lot going on there at first glance, at least from what I saw. Exactly, and I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're tr- they were trying to fit it in such a small footprint. Which is sick because they accomplished that. Like it is one of the most badass little transmissions I've ever seen. Like it is so little and placed low in that skid, and I mean they did a very nice job on it. That transmission. The transmission and the wheel hexes. I know that sounds totally stupid to say, but those are my two favorite things that Axial did with that rig. Well, no, because if you could even say that the that wheel hex idea is actually even an under. Um, you they know, didn't play on that at all. They should have. Like, dude, that was badass. Like, how many loose hexes have you ever dealt with? Like, you take a wheel off, oh, the yeah. hex comes with the rim, and then you know the pin will fall out, and you you know, and it's all because you know the set screw backed off or something and what gets me is it's like it's such a simple idea like how did nobody think of that before i mean i mean obviously myself included but i mean it's such a simple thing and so smart that it's like god this is brilliant and i had i saw on one of the pages a guy was complaining saying that his didn't fit and it didn't go together right but i have a hard time believing that because like for one, they're not cast, they're machined, and so I don't think that, you know, there would be, like, a, a burr or, like, you know, a piece of flashing from the mold or something since they're not cast, you know, so they are machined. Only thing I could think of is dude probably tried to screw the pin in on a side that wasn't threaded, and that's why I thought it didn't work. That would probably be my guess, because, I I mean, I've had that happen on the drive shafts. If you put wild boars together... Right, yeah. And you don't have the right. If you're not going in the right side, you're. It's not going to thread in. Yep, exactly. Have, so, how how far along are you on yours, anyways? So I have the so I ha- I picked up a ESC when I was down at JJ Customs. Um, so I actually have a Mamba X, um, and that's due to the fact that since I am a Team Homes Hobbies guy, I tried to stay with his products but the only thing that makes that hard is the fact that he discontinued his brushless ESCs so it's like you're kind of like okay well what do you do and um, I know a handful of guys are running the RX4 with a like Polar Pro 
you know, Holmes Hobbies pull a pro. Uh, my whole thing is I just don't have the hot wire. So I said, why go out and buy something when I already have a castle link? I'll just get a castle product and I can still tune everything that I need to tune. Um, so yeah, so anyways, I went with the Mamba X. Um, and then I, after seeing that guy at JJ Customs run his Capra with the 2700 KV motor and the thing looked like a rocket ship, I was like, okay, that's way too fast. So... I went with the 2200 KV Puller Pro Stubby because I was worried that the standard might be a little too long. I mean, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I was like, uh, I know it's a small rig, so maybe to give me a little more room, I'll go with the Stubby. So I went with the Stubby, but it's still a Puller Pro, so you still get the five-arm armature over the three-arm. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to have some nice torque and slow get-up-and-go. Um, and being the fact that I went with 22 versus the 27, I think I'll be a little happier with the wheel speed because I think I'll still be able to get it to be slow enough. But if I absolutely had to, like, punch my way out of something, I'll be able to do it. Yeah. But to answer your question, now that I have those two pieces, I pretty much have everything to finish the car now. I just got to put wire up all my electronics, route everything, um, paint the body, or cough, cough, wait for a wrap. And, um, <laughs> we got to get that ironed out still, too. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it's ready to go. The only other thing that I, that I need now that I'm switching servos for the dig unit is I need to get that, uh, I think it's, it's an, I've always forget the part number, but it's the axial parts tree that you could buy separately. So if you're running a different servo than the, Spectrum, you have the extra part to make the slipper work. Mm -hmm. I need to find that because nobody has it in stock. It's back ordered everywhere. Yeah, which means they're selling so, a lot of these. Yes. Yeah, that, that's so, pretty crazy. Which I get it. It's a really cool rig, and it's really the only oh, thing yeah. that I've actually been like cool with having portals on. Like I think it looks nice. Well, my only thing, like I said, with the success of the Capra. I really wonder, you know, and you'd probably have more insight than anybody, if another company like, let's say like Enduro um, or even Traxxas, or some, well, I don't see Traxxas doing it just because I don't, I don't know, I just don't see them entering the more comp thing. Because they don't you pay know, attention to what people drive, that's why. Like they just, so I, you know, it's like these. No, I get what, you, yeah. I get what you're saying. Um I just don't think they're gonna. I just don't think they would do it. If anything, I would see and I could see Enduro doing it for sure. I would love to see um, that. Like I, I would be so happy if they came out with some sort of a moon buggy, rock buggy type thing. The only other company I could see doing it right now would be Vanquish. Yeah. Like I mean, they almost have it with the. Well, I'm not gonna say almost, but like, if you actually took like a Ripper, and you put like the portals on it and all that stuff you could make something like that but i could see them doing that kind of thing of them machining a chassis out of aluminum like they did with the ripper but make it more buggy and make a kit out of it yeah i i think if they were to come out with something like that they'd probably outsource it though just knowing what we do about how they're kind of their production's limited by the number of machines they have right now you know yeah and so like i i mean 
if they were going to do it, I like I I would expect it to be something done overseas, which there's nothing wrong with. Yeah, my only thing is, would if they're going to kind of stay in that same kind of like smaller chassis footprint, kind of like how the Capra did, it, almost like the same thing with like Enduro. Would anybody else be brave enough to come up with a new smaller transmission? I don't know. Did you see that there's a dude that put a VFD transmission in a Capra? Really? Yeah, he made this crazy long skid and everything because it's got to go like way up front. And then, so he did that. And then because of using that, he had to do the Vanquish offset portals on it because of the way the drive lines are. But no, yeah, I mean, it looked pretty good. It's just the Vanquish portals on the Capra is like super narrow looking. Like it, it does look. A lot. Yeah, it changes the look of the rig a lot, but I mean, that that dude went to some great lengths to, you know, get some more performance out of that thing and stuff. So I I would imagine with that VFD transmission be pretty beastly. Yeah. So like I said, it'd just be interesting. I really would like to see if somebody else comes out with something because just like how the the drag racing is becoming you know popular. We've talked about it even back when we had Matt from A Main on here. I, I think even like the Wee Rock, you know, scale Wee Rock will become a thing. Dude, I sure hope so. Like, I want to do it so bad up here, but it's one of those things where again, it's like the drag racing. It's like it's hard to find people that specifically have just that type of rig. You know, it's like people want to bring whatever they have, and you know, which is cool. I get it, and that's what you know comps and fun runs and stuff are for, but. It's just, I know if we tried to do a Wii Rock thing, people bitch because, you know, I want to do my Bomber or my Wraith or whatever, and it's like, well, I guess we could, but, you know, I mean... Well, I could see the Wraith 1.9 being closer to it, but I, you know, I mean, I don't know. The hard part is, like, if you really look at the articulation, which is actually something else I guess we can kind of touch on in a second, because I don't know how much you've been looking around, but... I've been keeping my eye on the Axial Capra page just to kind of see what people are doing since it's like still a relatively new car and everybody's still playing around with everything. Right. Now, it was interesting. A guy finished his build, and he stated that he was playing around with the ride height. And he was like, I'm trying to get it, you know, excuse me, so it works at a, you know, normal, you know, like whatever. It works at a, at a, like, I guess a setup that he's happy with. And so he showed two sets or two setups. Like he had his rig, which had the standard, you know, kit 97 millimeter shocks. Then he had his buddies who put 91. And he said the amount of articulation with the axle is like tremendous between those two shocks. Yeah, it's reduced a lot going with a shorter shock. I, when I built this kit, I threw a set of Proline. Uh, the prospect scalar shocks on it and they were 90 millimeters and it didn't have near the articulation that it does with these. I mean, it, it was more like stock SCX 10 type articulation with a 90 millimeter shock. So I, I stuck with the long ones just because I'm not going to try and outguess the engineers that designed this thing before I even drive it, you know? Yeah, and I've also noticed that a lot of people have been having pretty good luck if you just run the softer springs. Like I, I think some people don't realize, I mean, I don't know if they don't realize how you couldn't realize it, but there's two sets of springs in the kit 
there's those red ones, and I think yellow or white, and I just know one is heavier than the other. Yeah, I've got the softest ones on mine, and it it sits almost exactly with the links parallel to the ground. Like, it's almost a perfect straight line from the front to the back along the skid and the bottom of the links. Um, I don't know why somebody would use the stiffer ones, honestly. Like, because... I don't know. I mean, I think the softs are probably perfect, if not maybe a touch on the stiff side still, in my opinion. I mean, a lot of it depends on what kind of battery and how big the ESC and everything else is in the thing. Because I think mine weighs like six and a half pounds. I just weighed it a little bit ago. And, oh, okay. And uh, it feels like you would think it's heavier than it really is, but it's just I'm noticing the weight of the wheels now that are on it. Versus before it didn't have any, so it was just a super, super light rig. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, at six and a half pounds, the softs are still, they're just about perfect, if not maybe a little stiff. Okay. But it's, I mean, it's very, very close. But the thing is, like, look at the guys that are doing the pen spring mod on these, too. Like, that limits the articulation a bunch, too. It, it, like, it looked like running 90, 90 millimeters on it. I don't know if you saw that picture or not. Yes, I've seen it. Um, the only thing is, I don't know how much it would actually really hinder, because basically what you're doing is you're almost doing, like, which takes me back to, like, my OG SEX-10 days, doing a droop setup. Mm-hmm. Meaning you still get the articulation, because, like, don't get me wrong, like, I mean, I even set up Michelle's dad's um, rate this way. Uh, we set it up 100% droop shock. He had all of his, he had spring, he had, I took um, Traxxas big bore shocks, the aluminum bodies, took them apart, went down to, well, back when we had it, Orchard uh, Supply and Hardware, I'm sure you can get it at Ace now, and actually, I went through and found a diameter spring that fit inside the um, inside the shock body, and I got one that was a certain like I'd, I'd feel them all, you know, try to find them by hand, thinking about okay, this one would work or that one would work or how stiff is this, how not stiff is that, and I actually got one that was close to the length that we needed, got four of them, and then what I actually did was I. Um, cut I went in and actually cut them down a little bit and I used the leftover and put it above the piston so you still had a little bit of up travel give with the shock but everything was down travel the beauty was you still were able to crawl over everything because naturally when the rig is you know articulating or going over something the the spring wasn't too stiff to the point where it wouldn't allow the suspension to drop out right. but at the same time it wasn't like you weren't just gonna you, i'm trying to think of the way to say it because like if you if you over like if you use too stiff of a spring in a droop setup it's not you're basically gonna be floating the suspension because when you're trying to go over something now the wheel's just gonna stay up yeah. instead of dropping you want in. the weight of the wheel and the axle to pull against that spring and drop down exactly right, right. so i'm almost wondering if you did like an inver like if you almost did the same thing like if you almost did a 
droop setup, like 100% droop setup on those shocks if you'd still get the same performance because you'd still be able to, for it to flex out because you're still getting the full travel of that shock. You're just not getting that full travel, let's say, from like the standard way where when you lift up, the other one kind of sits there and it keeps dropping out and that one just keep the body just keeps twisting this way it'd be more like okay you're already set up at a low height now it drops out and you still get your articulation so see i've never ran a full droop setup before and i've got a set of wraith shocks here that i made just for the hell of it build uh as a droop shock for this to just swap out just just to see what it's all about, you know? And, uh, I mean, I get that it lowers your ride height considerably. I think getting the springs right would be important for side hilling. I mean, not that this, the, the bot, like the actual chassis itself on these, the tube section and stuff doesn't weigh a whole lot. So I don't really see that being a giant issue with side hilling anyways. So I don't know if like a droop setup, if it's, I mean, I would think that it wouldn't, like, the body wouldn't have so much body roll that it would end up, you know, flipping over, but... the the So a droop setup actually would help, like you said, with the body roll, or with the side hilling and all that stuff, as long as, like you said, you have a lightweight body. Because once you get um, heavy uh, up top, like in the cage or chassis, whatever that's when you come into issues with almost any kind of setup. But the droop setup will actually help you out a little bit because it's already wanting to keep the suspension sucked down, so it's automatically wanting to pull your center of you know gravity or the roll point down so you get a better, you know, you got more stability. Right. Um, but it still allows it to work. I mean, I was going to say, one of the... One one good setup rig that I had was, or I still have it, but I just don't run it that much anymore. Is my hard body Chevy? Um, that is a heavy rig, but I did run a hundred percent droop in that. The one with a little bit heavier spring, knowing the fact that the body was a little heavier, and that thing still crawls surprisingly well for what it is. Hmm. No kidding. So, yeah, droop setup used to be like my like that used to be my bread and butter. Like I used to love just that would be like the first mod I do. Okay, how can I get this thing into droop? Well, once you start like that was back when you were more worried about okay, just cut a bigger wheel well or arch something out or this that and the other. You didn't really care how it looked. Now with everybody trying to keep the scale looks or keep the stock fender looking like it's supposed to, and still have this performance or the shock or the suspension perform the way you want it to perform, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a fine dance. You got to figure it out now. Sure. Where, like I said, with the droop setup, you know, that's why I think the capper would be a good candidate because there's no wheel wells for you to really worry about. So you don't have to like worry about, okay, am I going to rub, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so I think the droop setup would work great. It would look pretty mean being all slammed to the ground too like that. So, it kind of gives it that spider look. It just stays low and just yeah, sucked to the exactly. ground. Yeah, exactly. Just looks kind of evil. So yeah, no. Um, I think troop setup would be good. Um, I might play with camera. that just for the hell of it. Just just because it's something I've never done. Yeah, it's actually really it's actually really inexpensive. Like if you have like an ace, you could actually just like I said, 
all you got to do is find a diameter uh, spring that fits, and then you just kind of like figure out, okay, my rig weighs this much, and you know you'll know right away. Like if you squeeze the spring, and you're like, hmm, it's kind of collapsing with me barely doing anything. That's probably very soft. And then if you're like, and you're like trying to compress it, and it's like barely going, you're like, okay, that's way too stiff. And then you just got to keep kind of playing with each one. So you kind of find something that's your happy medium. And the springs really aren't that expensive. Like I remember when I used to get them from Orchard, you're talking like anywhere from like 60 cents to 75 cents a spring. So it's like you really could afford to go buy three or four different sets as long as you had four matching. Um and make it work. Yeah, exactly. Go out and do some real testing with it. Yeah, the only thing where you got to be a little careful, like I said, and and I did it, like I've run it both ways. If you run 100% droop and you don't do what I said and put like a spring at the, uh, like a small tiny spring on the other side of the piston, you really, you could feel it. It's got a, like a hard up travel because it's already bottomed out, so there's no give to it. Whereas that's why I liked putting a little spring. Like that's why I almost got a spring that fit in the spring cup perfectly, and then I go up three quarters of the way, cut it, put the other part below the piston, put the other part above the piston, and it still gave you a little bit of co- like softer like rebound. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say when it's trying to travel upwards. Yeah, you, it's got like a, a very small amount of preload to it that way. Exactly. Instead of having this like hard, just well, you can tune your ride height that way too, which is kind of cool. You know, you don't have to have it be you know metal to metal bottomed out when it's sitting there. You can give it you know a quarter inch of cushion. Yep, and it'll give it a little bit of it'll give it a little bit of ride height, like you said, like loading the preload. So, yeah, I mean, it was fun. I mean, I even ran a set of uh, I think G made made them. The, they were, the shocks are called transitions. Yeah, I've seen um, those. The only thing, if if you are going to order those shocks, like any if anyone's listening and you're going to order those, it throws you for a loop. Don't order how you would normally order, if that makes sense. Like for instance, like your like your average trail truck, like if you're buying them for like your enduro or your SCX10, you know those usually run like a 90 to 91 millimeter shock don't order the 90 to 91 millimeter because actually what that is is that's what that shock is compressed oh since it's a, yeah that's a since very it, important detail so when you're running so when you're buying like those shocks you actually want to know what the you you got to know that okay that's going to be collapsed w- completely collapsed yeah. because like i did that by mistake one time oh, and like sucks. so i ordered like oh i'm gonna order the 91s and you get there and we ended up putting those on like a wraith because they're just too long right because that was that was the shock compressed now when you measure your average shock 91 is what it's going to be when it's fully uh you know uh sprung out or like pulled apart like in, uh, uncompressed that's what it's going to be sure. so you almost need to compress a, t- a 91 measure what that is and go with that so my rule of thumb especially with the transitions was order a smaller shock um, or s- order the size down than what you really think you would need like I think I went with like 87s or something like that and it was perfect hmm. for an SEX 10 right kind of like rig so with like the wraith shock being that it's a 103 collapsed 
that's probably like a 97. That's why I think those would be probably perfect for the, the Capra. Yeah. Yeah, because I've got a... I'm going to do that. I'm going to just build a set just for the hell of it, just to see how it works out. Yeah. Boy, I tell you what, stretching stretching 1.9s on 2.2s is not like a hard thing. Like, it's not that big of a jump up, you know, actually, after having to do it. Um, it was pretty easy because I did it with Predator Compound ones. But so mm -hmm. for people that don't know what I'm talking about, the Capra for SOR that I'm building got some Vanquish uh, OMFs from Adam. And I stretched Predator Compound BFG uh, KXs on it. And I really, really like how it looks, but now there's the issue of tire foams. And so I had to get really creative because obviously, you know, there's a closed cell isn't really going to fit unless you want to open it up with a Dremel. And I don't want to make that kind of mess or anything like that here. So I didn't go with the two stage. So what I did is I took a set. They're not their memory foam ones, but the just their regular standard 2-2 foam inserts. And I put those in the rear and uh the front ones i have a set of the stock foams that come with all the proline tires and then i had a set of crawler innovations outers that were sitting around and i added that as an extra layer since i'm putting one nine foams on a two two wheel that has weights on it so really they're probably by the time you factor the weights and stuff in it's probably closer to a two and a half inch diameter you know, inner ring that you're stretching these foams around. And so, uh, I, the fronts I'm a little worried about the rears feel pretty good to me. You know, the, the thing's heavy enough to where it's compressing them nice. There's not a lot of sidewall flex, but I do need to figure out what I'm going to do for the fronts. Cause I think I'm going to have a little too much like sidewall rollover, but I don't know, Matt, have you heard of, uh, let me see if I can find it. So there's a new tire foam company. It's not, it's not CI. Matt's been talking to me about this and they are they're laser cut foams from Crazy Crawler and they are like a, a star pattern. Hmm. So like the outside almost looks like a gear. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's like what, yeah, that was like back in the day when we used to, what they called V cut or groove cut your foams. You you'd actually pull your foams out and cut them like that yourself. Right. Yeah. See these these are all that way, and they have like different uh, durometer slash you know like density uh, foams. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm really curious. Like I mean, the dude's got really. It looks like sizes for just about everything, and then he's got them all split up by weight and so depending on the weight of the, your rig that kind of determines which one you're going to get so it's it's really cool i'm kind of interested to see uh how these take off hmm. and how they start moving but yeah it's from a company called crazy crawler and uh yeah dudes bringing the the star cut ones or whatever you called them back in interesting yeah yeah that was like i remember short-lived but there was a company called Panther Foams that were like, that was like the foam to get. Oh, Panther Tires. Yeah. I don't know if they're still around. They were Travis's first tire sponsor. Yeah, they had uh, comp crawler tires, and then they had foams that look like this. Yeah. 
Well, the Panther foams worked really well. If you got, I forget what you got, and because uh, Elio used to get them for one of his tires, he'd get that with something else, and you'd like. I remember he, he what did he say? You get the white ones, and then he, then there was like this orange outer thing, and you used to wrap it around it, and I don't know, or vice versa. You put that first, and then the other. I don't know. But it was like something like that, and that was like the go. Like that was, like I said, it was back when you were like trying to be like, you know, innovative and trying to like come up with multiple ways to, you know, aid your performance. Now it's just like I said, these cars come so pretty much dialed out of the box. It's hard to like say justify why you need to spend that much time trying to tune something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But, but yeah, no, um, I've never stretched you know tires before like that's never like i've just never done it so i wouldn't know um but i just wanted to have the whole reason i did it on this thing and it it goes along with the reason why it's got a deadbolt interior in it instead of the capra one is just because i i want to make it more moon buggy ish more we rock ish and i i dig the 20 inch wheels with you know the lower profile tires that the moon buggies yeah. and stuff have so that was the whole thought for going with the one nine stretched on two twos and it, it increased the outer diameter of the tire a little bit too by i don't know oh, okay. a, a fairly decent amount i was actually surprised by it but i have a feeling if you would have done it with a g8 compound it wouldn't have been you know it's not as stretchy so i don't think the outer diameter would have increased nearly as much so but really i mean i don't know i, I know it's another thing i'm kind of late to the party too is stretching tires but it was just kind of an interesting experience because I had to, you know, kind of figure it out on my own as far as foams and stuff like that goes. So, I don't know, maybe some of these crazy crawler ones would work. That'd be pretty rad. Then I could get it a little more dialed in just because I am a little bit worried about the front. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm still... Oh, it's okay. I'm still. Uh, I don't think you've posted a picture of it yet. No, uh, I'm actually going in the morning with Trav, and we're gonna uh, go shoot some fancy schmancy pants uh, product photos of it, and throw a couple different wraps on it, and get some pictures, and then come back here hopefully by noon and get some other stuff done. So okay. yeah, so I'll get, actually get some good pictures of this thing. I really like how it looks. So I'm pretty pumped. Nice on it. and. And did you get the right size um, hubs? Did the 475s work, or did you go with smaller I think ones? I did 350s. As well. Okay, I was going to say, because I think with it being a 2.2, I think you could, I think you clear the portal oh, box yeah. a little bit better. Yeah, no, there's no rubbing. Like, those SSD ones I had on it, they still rubbed even with um, two little washers thrown over the stub axle. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked because i originally ordered 350 hubs thinking they were they were big enough and nope so i had to end up ordering a set of 475s and i still am tight like i mean like i have clearance but it's not a lot of clearance yeah it, i know there's been a lot of people bitching about the wheels not fitting these and part of me kind of is like well i mean they did include wheels that work with it so you know i mean that kind of addresses a problem and people can weight them or do whatever but i mean it's just kind of inherent that you figure and people are going to want to run aluminum wheels on these. So, you know, yeah, exactly. but in Axial's defense, you can't anticipate every brand of wheel that somebody's going to try putting on, you know, putting on your rig. You're not going to, you know, develop a product based on 
aftermarket wheels that are available, you know, it's like maybe yeah. they tried one or two or whatever. And if they fit cool, you know, and that's what they went with, you know, cause it cleared enough, but. Well, I was going to say, I think the only other thing that would work is if you got some sort of a, I'm, I'm trying to think, I think the only way it would work is if you got some sort of a wheel that kind of mirrored the setup of the plastic one where you don't really have a big, like it's not a bolt on beadlock. It's kind of just a lip that gets internally pinched around a ring. Mm -hmm. And then the outside one has the bigger beadlock that actually pinches it. And that's what creates the bead. So they went with that route because it gives you more clearance for the back. Whereas like when you're running a lot of these ones that have a ring front and rear, it's getting too close. Exactly. Yeah. Like I don't looking at this, I don't think you could fit the incision wheels on it because they have a large ring in the back versus the other wheels like what Vanquish and let's say SSD, for example, have. They're machined out on the back with like six screws or eight screws or whatever that hold it in. And so you have a better chance of those clearing. But even that being said, like the SSD ones didn't fit. But I mean, I've seen people post that and you know, oh, SSD ones don't fit, and they're upset about it and stuff. It's like, well, I mean, you can do SLW hubs on SSD wheels, so, I mean, you could take care of that problem, but if you're really, you know, trying to stick to, you know, a very, you know, a, a certain track width of the rig, then obviously you're not going to want to, you know, just throw wider hubs on the thing, so I don't know. Exactly, but... You can't anticipate yep. all that stuff when you're doing these no. things. I mean, they obviously did the best they could, so you know, can't, yeah, can't fault them. We'll for see, it. and then, <laughs> and then I tried, <laughs> I tried to, I guess, what do you, I don't wouldn't say cheat the system, but it's like I tried to be smarter than the than the product. So I thought, okay, well, three fifties don't work. I said, well, maybe if I throw, you know, those hubs that used to come on the two point twos. Those are a little thicker. Maybe that'll give me a little bit more width. Well, I'm, you know, if anybody knows better, Vanquish machine the inside of their SLWs to work with either the skinny or the thicker hex. It wouldn't, that wouldn't have worked until you got like an even thicker hex because they actually machine the inside out to accept that so it doesn't change the track width at all. Oh, gotcha, because of the... Yeah, because what, the Wraith had the different ones with that little yep. collar on the hex, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And because they machine it out on the inside the SLW, it doesn't do anything. So you could throw one of those on there, and it does not... Because like, I was actually bummed about that. Like I put that on there, I said, oh, okay, this will work, and I was about ready to drill it out so I could have the through pin, and I throw the wheel on there, and it's still rubbed, and I'm going, what the heck? It just and crushed all your hopes and dreams. <laughs> Pretty much. So, that's but anyways, that's all. That's all taken care of now. So it's just a matter of assembling a few more things, and she's up and running. I started. I made the mistake of like looking at alternate colors and the different things you can replace on the OMFs because I'd never really paid much attention to them before, and mm -hmm. oh my god, you can come up with some pretty rad combinations for these things. Like, oh yeah silver outer ring red inner ring black face like there's just so many different ways you can go and i was like oh man but uh <clears throat> excuse me sorry if you do start doing that stuff it gets really expensive though like those those replacement parts aren't cheap for these yeah and like i said i don't even know 
I mean, it's been so long since I've been on Pinkwish's website. I don't even know if you can get that model anymore. No, I think it's the other ones that are like the, they almost look like the KMC machete or something. They're a spoke style wheel instead of the holes. Yeah, I have a set of the spoke style ones. Um, though that came on the Wraith that I won at Axial Fest back in 2015. But um, yeah, those ones were, like I said, I haven't seen that style in a long time they have some sick outer rings for these that i would like to snatch up at some point too especially because i i saw josh had made a comment on one of the posts in the fan page somebody was asking about the omf wheels and if they were being discontinued or what was going on and i i think it was his answer was something to the effect of like there might be some new stuff or you know um resupply you know the current ones that they have yeah. so it sounds like one way or another they're not going away anytime soon so that was kind of cool to cool to see but yeah just so many options and like oh my god i could just geek out on i i get i get the appeal of it now you know yeah so well i'm good i'm glad they worked out for you like yeah, i said i've had those you. for i've pumped. had i've had those forever and they've been sitting in a box and it's one of those things it's like i just haven't really like my two two rigs, I just yeah. Like I said, the rate uh, that I won has the other OMFs that fit the wrap and everything for that one. Um, my bomber, I put the black and gold ones on there to match that. And then same thing with the UC Fab, I'm going with the anodite or the Cerakoted CNCs on it. So it's like they've always just been sitting there. I haven't done a, like I haven't done the red and black thing in a long time. Well, do it matches that Toyota wrap so good on this thing. Like it, it just nice. ended up being perfect for it, you know, with a, all the red and everything that was already in the wrap. So no, it, it turned out pretty cool. So I'm hoping to get some really good pictures of it in the morning. Hopefully everything will go as planned. We'll see. I'm not, mm. I'm not, you know, an expert photographer or anything like that. So it's going to be a little bit of trial and error. We're going to try some new stuff, but it'll be fun. All right. Well, I was going to say, I think we got to be getting close to yeah, that. Yeah, we're now. at an hour 45. We covered a lot of stuff today, too. That was pretty cool. We did. I know. Hopefully our uh, our audience stays through the drag racing talk because I don't know. It's like, you know, maybe they can let us know, like, do you guys strictly want to hear scale crawler related? Do you want to hear everything scale from drags to monster trucks to crawlers or like, you know, like I never, you know, I never know what the listeners no, want that, to hear. That's, a, that's good. I, that would be actually really nice to get a little bit of feedback as far as like what people want to hear about. Cause you know, I mean, we don't want to talk about stuff that no one else cares about obviously, but I don't know. I, I feel like the drag racing's hot and it's like, if you're into cars period, like this show kind of, fits you know i mean if you're yeah. into like cars with like any kind of scale details so i don't know yeah let us let us know your thoughts on that everybody and what you know if if we need to knock it off or not yeah well i mean we, we can always it can be one of those things if we you know if it's something that not everybody wants to hear maybe we just push that talk to the end and that way people can listen to what they want to hear and they can turn it off when it gets to a part they don't want to hear. Instead of, oh shoot, the beginning of this is, yeah, we're talking about drag racing. Like, oh uh, yeah, we don't like this, and we turn it off, and then they miss all the, you know, great crawling, yeah, um, you know, content at the end. Right. So, Which I, I, 
you know, and a, a good way to try, like, I always try when I do the description, I mean, I, I try and do a little bit more than just like, you know, we had so-and-so on from wherever, you know, like I, I try and like sort of highlight just some of the points that we discuss in the episode so they can kind of decide if that episode's sort of for them or not, you know, I guess. So yeah, I mean, if, if we're doing that, that hopefully will help too. But yeah, don't, don't be afraid to let us know and tell us what we need to be doing here for you guys. So with that, um, got anything else, man? No, that's it. Um, I mean, I can do a little quick shout out to Ryan Crowley. I know I sent him my last that scale RC show sticker sheet that I had. Oh, so I need to get you some more then. Cool. So yeah, so he so he actually reached out to me a while back and asked if I had any, and I said yes, but it's very limited, and so I finally got around to sending him one, and he got it the other day, so he's pretty stoked. Rad. Well, that's cool. I'm glad that, that that makes me feel good that people are asking for stuff like that. That's kind of neat. So makes it feel like we're doing something right, I guess, huh? If people like us. <laughs> yep. Cool. Well, everybody, try and get out and drive some RC cars this weekend. Even if the weather's yes. bad, just go do it because it's, it's good for your soul. Yes, and get it in while you can because winter is vastly approaching. And I know for some of us, once winter hits, there's zero crawling, drag racing, drone flying, boat racing, whatever you want to do, RC-related. I know it gets hard to do, so get out there and do it while you can. Yep. Alrighty, guys. Until next time, take her easy.